Welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 549. You should uh, service debt quickly and eliminate debt quickly. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. I'll never worry again about having a dead battery with my NOCO Genius Boost Jump Starter. This compact tool fits in my glove box and features rechargeable lithium battery technology that'll jumpstart a dead battery in my car, boat, truck, or RV. The Genius Boost features built-in spark-proof technology and reverse polarity protection to safely jumpstart any of my vehicles. The compact, ergonomically designed clamps are built from solid copper for maximum conductivity. There's a built-in ultrabike dual LED flashlight with seven modes, including an SOS and emergency strobe. I use my Genius Boost Jump Starter to charge my phone, tablet, and laptop while I'm on the road or if the power goes out in my home. The unit itself is easily rechargeable in my vehicle. The Genius Boost from NOCO is the ultimate emergency tool that's safe and easy to use. Quality design, state-of-the-art technology from NOCO, the battery car source since 1914. I've got one in each of my vehicles. Get yours at GeniusChargers.com. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. I am revved up and so excited to introduce today's very special guest, Jay Coca. Jay, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? I'm ready and waiting. All right, great to have you here. Jay Coca is an internationally respected artist whose style in automotive-themed art is a combination of highly realistic, technical, and impressionistic creations. His art is collected by private and public audiences and hangs in galleries, offices, and homes worldwide. Jay's paintings have been on numerous Concours event posters, in books, online, and created for special commissions for club events and shows. His new book titled 3030 is an extensive profile of his art and his life. This year he's created his 13th poster for the Ferrari Club of America International Meets. Jay is a 27-year member of the Automotive Fine Arts Society and serves on their board. Jay is an avid superbike rider who enjoys time on his Ducati 999. That's cool. And he's passionate about automobiles. And at the end of our talk today, one lucky Cars Yes subscriber will receive a copy of Jay's new book. How cool is that? So, Jay, I've told our listeners just a little bit about you. Would you take a moment and share a little bit more about your career, your art, and, of course, your passion for automobiles? Sure, Mark. My career really has a couple of portions to it. Of course, the first one is is an extensive uh, corporate career in tire marketing, which I one day sort of stopped and uh, uh, incorporated the studio 30 years ago this year. And uh, so part two is an art career. And although they may appear to be totally at the opposite ends of the career spectrum, in many ways they're very related because the extensive business career that I, or sorry, the business experience that I got through my business career was tremendously useful in establishing uh, the art business because while many people like to think of art as being nothing but art, it is actually a business and has a very uh, significant business side to it. So it has served me well. Oh, absolutely. You know, a lot of people 
have a craft or something they enjoy doing. I've had guests on the show are mechanics, they're builders, restoration. They've done that on the side and they decide to create a business about it around it. And then they realize, oh my gosh, there's a business side to this. There's taxes, there's employees, there's there's rent, there's all this other stuff that gets in the way. So I think you're very fortunate in that respect. And I followed Jay's art for a long time. I first met Jay at the Pebble Beach Concours event where his art was on display and, and really loved the style of what you do. We're going to learn a lot more about what you do as we move along. But first, I always like to start with a success quote. This is some kind of saying that's been instrumental in forming your life and your success. And it's a it's a nice way to get the inspirational tires turning here on Cars, yeah? So, Jay, take the wheel. Well, you know, from a, from an artistic point of view, my comment is going to be so- somewhat disappointing. I learned very, very early on in business, uh, and I don't even recall where I, where I got this uh, maxim from, but I was taught that you should uh, service debt quickly and eliminate debt quickly. Mm. You know, that obviously served me well because of the attention that I paid to that in my, in my marketing uh, career. Uh, it has really served me well uh, in my art career because, well, how can I say? I mean, it, it has been successful. And to a large extent, I think that, I, I mean, I'm setting aside, hopefully, to the talent that people see in me, but also the fact that, you know, we've very carefully avoided uh, stacking up a bunch of debt. Mm-hmm. And so the business has run very well. That is so important, especially for entrepreneurs, new startup entrepreneurs, even people that have been around. I had a really well-known builder and restoration artist, I call him an artist, John Wilhoyt, on the show here Mm -hmm. on Monday. And that's exactly what he said during our talk. He said, I've been very careful in my 30-plus years of career of not amassing a debt because when things turn in the economy, that's what brings the house of cards down. So I'm glad you mentioned that. It's not boring at all. It's a key part of, of what entrepreneurs and what we do is you need to find a way to earn income from what you're doing. And uh, to be an artist and do that is a huge challenge. So I think that's awesome. Would you share a story with me that instigated your passion for cards? Is there a pivotal moment when you look back in time when you realize that, uh-oh, I'm a car guy? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, listen, I'm really old guy, so i got to think back. Let's go way back. back. Way. <laughs> I think that I bought my first motorcycle when I, when I was around uh, 16 years old. And uh, because we live in, near Toronto, I had to put it away for the winter. And so it's very common here for people to buy a car for the winter. Mm-hmm. And I did buy one, and it was a uh, an old Austin A40. Most people wouldn't even know what that is. But the fun part here was I had put the bike away uh, for the winter, and uh, one day we decided to go for a short trip in this car. We got roughly halfway to where we were supposed to go, and the engine literally, and I'm not kidding you, literally blew up. Oh, no. I mean, the crank broke in it, and this thing was absolutely toast. So at this point, I'm something like 17 or so years ago. We're standing around in the middle of absolutely nowhere. Listen, if that doesn't kill your enthusiasm for cars, absolutely <laughs> nothing will. So I knew from that moment forward, because, of course, then I went on to own oh, God knows how many cars, uh, I knew that I was absolutely hooked. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the Austin A40, now that's kind of a little economy, kind of a little boxy thing. I guess you'd equate it almost to a, an Austin Mini Cooper type looking car, right? You're absolutely right. Very, very much like that. And mine had the added feature 
of not having any floors in it. So, <laughs> because they had, of course, rusted completely yeah. away. Yeah. And so we had uh, little pieces of plywood. So, yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah, great fun. <laughs> nice wooden parquet inserts for floor mats. I like that. <laughs> I've heard that from a few of my guests as well. Well, let me just quickly, I sorry to interrupt. I should just, one quick little thing that happened with that car that I was absolutely, absolutely hilarious. Uh, you know how when you're, you know, when you want to get something out of your back pocket when you're sitting in a car, yeah, you kind of put your foot down. Oh, and press and, against you it. You know, you lift yourself up and then you reach in your back pocket. Yep. Well, I had a friend of mine that was in the car with me one day and uh, we're going down the road and uh, he does exactly that. The plywood gives way. Oh, no. <laughs> and his two feet go right through the floor. The pavement. <laughs> oh, geez. He's lucky he didn't lose his feet. My oh, goodness. God. Oh, I mean, my it's gosh. Just, it was just absolutely hilarious. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Well, the things we do in our youth to get a little mobile freedom in our lives. Car war stories. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Well, Jay, I would love to take a look at some of the roads you've driven down. Crawl under the hood, get our hands a little dirty here, and ask you to share a huge challenge or a great failure that you faced along the way in your career. You chose as a second career a pretty tough industry or tough way to make a, a living. You figured out how to do it. I'm sure, though, you met some challenges. I'd love for you to take us to that painful part in your life. Share that with us. But most importantly, how did you overcome it? What did you learn from it so you could move forward? You know, I have to say this, that this is going to sound like a cop-out, but I have been incredibly well-blessed in that I really can't think of a time when I've had big problems or big issues. Mm -hmm. But I will tell you about a turning point, and that would have been in the very early 90s when the Internet was you know, relatively unknown and people weren't p paying a lot of attention to it. In fact, I, I recall, I would say Internet, and people would say, what is that? What's that, that? yeah. <laughs> and because I'm kind of, a, kind of a, a geek that way, I sort of, I, I sort of had the idea of, fairly early on that if I could show people my pictures, you know, all over the world, life would be, uh, life would be great mm -hmm. and I would be able to do business. So the part one of that was absolutely the truth. As, as we all know, it, it has progressed and progressed and progressed way beyond anyone's, you know, uh, predictions or imagination. But the funny thing that happened to me along this course was like all sort of successful uh, business ventures, they sort of just happen and they're not particularly planned. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly what happened for me with the, bez uh, with, sorry, with the web business in that over time I started to take on other, other business and to, again, to make a long story short, the web development business became a very, very important part of our publishing company. Mm -hmm. And the downside and the challenge to this and sorry, the, the, the point of all this pontificating <laughs> is that at, at some point, and it was really just a few years ago, I said, you know what, while this is interesting, while this is fun and, and you know, to a good extent profitable, it is interfering with my art career. Mm. So there was a period of time where I really, I, I didn't know what to do. I, I wanted to keep the web business, but I didn't, and I was you know, more interested in my art business, and then I wasn't. And so I guess if there was ever a critical moment in the past 30 years, I, I think that that would have had to have been it. And I did decide to wind, wind down the business. And in fact, the plan is that by the end of uh, August of this year, we will have been completely out of it. Oh, wow. Okay. 
explain that a little further. You talk about this publishing company that you had. Is that the same as your art business or does that mean you'll have no web presence for your art business or how does that all relate together? Well, it's, it's Nightbridge, Nightbridge Publishing and what I did was very early uh, in my art career in the very late 80s, I sort of looked at the art business and I discovered that the people or the real money in, in art was going to be in publishing. Mm. It's fine to do the painting and it's fine to sell the painting, but it was going to be the reproduction area that after just a handful of meetings, you know, in Toronto with different uh, publishing houses, I mean, you didn't have, have to beat me over the head with a two by four to figure out that, you know, that's really where the money is. Sure. And so I had a, uh, a business partner, partner at the very beginning and we launched a company called Nightbridge Publishing. And just as a matter of interest, one of our first really, really big projects was for General Motors. Oh. And we published a poster. I mean, this was a one-year-old company. We published a poster for General Motors. Wow. So it was, you know, I mean, just, just a, a, a huge deal. But it was that company that kind of over time embraced the web development business. Hmm. And actually, that part of the company was called WebViews, W-E-B-V-U-E-S, WebViews.com. So anyway, uh, I mean, this is getting really, really far away from, you know, from art. But I would say <laughs> that that was, of, of, the, of the 30 years, that was a real tough part for me in saying, you know what, you got to decide. Yeah. You, you, you can't be everything to everybody. You just need to decide what you want to do. Yeah. And we will continue on the, on the net. I mean, you know, my website and all this stuff will, of course, carry on. Yeah, absolutely. Very interesting story. Well, that kind of leads me, segue into this next question about a career aha moment. Was that an, a career aha moment for you? Or was there another time when, I like to say those headlights come on and kind of illuminate your way for this new direction you feel you should head down, the journey, the path you should go down? Tell us the steps you took to turn your career aha moment into a success. Wow. Now that's, <laughs> that's a tall order. <laughs> yes. I would have to say that in, you know, I, I truly believe that, that things happen to people just out of coincidence and to a very large measure, good luck. And I would say that if there was an absolute aha moment in my, in my life, it was when I decided to leave BF Goodrich, mm. you know, the tire company that I had worked for for many years uh -huh. in marketing. It was a very, very difficult decision because uh, I had, uh, at that time, we had, you know, two little kids, we had a house, we had a mortgage, you yep. know, all the usual things. And uh, BF Goodrich, God bless him, was paying me just a monstrous amount of money. But what happened was at the time, uh, we merged, we, BF Goodrich merged with Uniroyal. And so there was an opportunity here for me to sort of move into a different area, which had been kind of floating around uh, in the back of my mind. Mm -hmm. So the really, really big moment was the decision to walk in and resign my <laughs> director of marketing position yeah. and say, yeah, guys, I'm going to, I'm going to start my own business. Wow. And if you think they had a look on their face, <laughs> you should have seen my wife's mother. <laughs> yes. Yes. I can only yeah. imagine. Well, you know, the courage and bravery it takes to take that step, especially when you're at the I guess a high note of your career is massive, but there's so many guests I've had on the show that have taken that leap, and it's um, it's a leap of faith, but it's also a leap of the heart and a leap of where you want to take your life, and especially when you've been somewhere for a long time, want to do something different and new. So uh, I would assume now you look back on that decision with a smile and say, that was the right thing, but I'm guessing at the time there was a lot of trepidation. 
you know something, you're absolutely right. It is a leap, but I also believe sometimes that entrepreneurs do things because they almost don't know any better, <laughs> but almost, almost in the background, there's this thing that says, do it. You know, it's like the, you know, the two angels on your two different shoulders. Oh, yes, one of them yeah. says, don't do it. The other one says, do it. Yep. And I think, I think really what happens, uh, and you see it, I think quite often is that entrepreneurs, they just don't get it that they could really fail. And I sort of had that in the back of my mind that, you know, I, yeah, it's, it's, it could be tough, but let's hope it's not. You know, I had a, a racer on the show here, and he made a really astute comment. He, When he decided to become a racer, I think it was one of his parents said, what's your backup plan? He said, why would I have a backup plan? I'm not going to fail. The minute I create a backup plan, I've failed. So that is the thinking of the racer, the entrepreneur, the, the self-promoter, the business person. Absolutely right. And even if you do fail, well, that's a lesson learned, and I'll move on to the next step. So uh, it is a wonderful mindset. Great story. Great aha moment. I like it. Well, how about a proudest career moment? I would assume you've had many. In our pre-show talk, you said, man, I'm an old guy, and I think I said the same thing. So you've been through a lot of proud moments, I would assume, with what you've created and things you've done. But is there one that stands out for you? Absolutely. You mentioned uh, the Automotive Fine Arts Society, which I've had the privilege of being a member for 27, 20 Congratulations. years. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I've served on the board uh, for quite a few years now, and I'm, I'm now the uh, secretary treasurer. But we have, of course, all of our shows at Pebble Beach are judged. Mm-hmm. And we usually bring in uh, three outside judges, and there's a whole series of, of awards that are awarded. And I have to say that over the years, I've been privileged to receive my share, which was wonderful. But we have one award that is, to my mind, an interesting award and a wonderful award, and it's called the Peter Helk Award. Yes. The thing that makes this award so so wonderful is that it is judged by the artist members. Yes. Yeah. Let me tell you something. <laughs> if you can get 20-some-odd artists to agree on anything. <laughs> you're, yeah, you're batting, you're batting 500. You know, exactly. So I, I, uh, I, I won the Peter Halk Award for a painting in, uh, wow. in uh, 2012, and I have to say that it was a, a truly a, a high point. I, you know, I was just thrilled. Yeah, congratulations for that. I've had Thank many, you. many artists on Cars Yeah here, and several of them have been fellow AFAS members. Several have won that award, and they've all mm-hmm. said the same thing. Wow. When you when your peers stand up and say, all right, you've done it, that means an awful lot. So, again, congratulations. Thank you. Wonderful. I think if you're a really, really good artist, you're a really, really good artist, and there's nothing left to say. I mean, really, it's, 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 you know, uh, you know, to me, listening to artists talk about their work is very much like listening to, oh, musicians talk about their music and writers talk about their writing. I mean, hey, listen, I'll read it and I'll listen to it. And that's it. Mm -hmm. And I I find art is that way, too. I mean, it's, it's, you know, you're good or you're not. (laughs) Right. Right. Comes down to or you're working on being better, which is usually. Exactly. (laughs) Or you see the case. Yeah, cool. Well, let's have a little bit of fun here. You talked about that Austin A40, but let's go back again in time. I'd love for you to share a story about your first really special car. I would assume that Austin was a fun car, but maybe not a super special car for you. But but maybe you could share a memory. And I know you're a rider. You love bikes, too. So maybe this story is about a bike. Let's see. Well, I'm going to kind of disappoint you a bit because it actually is a car. 
And I would have to say that my first really, really wonderful car was a 1961 Austin Healey. 3000 Mark III. Ooh, I love those. What a car. Yes. And let me tell you this. I was 18 years old. Oh, my God. You were lucky. <laughs> and let me tell you this. When you take that car to the beach, you're going to win. <laughs> the girls notice. <laughs> <laughs> right. Absolutely. Wow. Well, tell me, tell me a story about that car. The color. How did you come about getting it? Other than the fact that it's an absolutely is or was an absolutely fabulous car, not really many stories around it, but if I might, let me just kind of do a little tangent Yes, and tell you about the second car that kind of really put things in perspective in terms of being a, a, a car guy, and that was a, a 73 Corvette. Oh. And what I had done here was I I'd purchased this car, and at that time, I sort of got involved with the Corvette Council mm -hmm. in, in Canada, and of course, I was working uh, for BF Goodrich at the time. So... I purchased this car and set about to restore it from top to bottom, but I got very keen, very interested on slalom. Mm. And so the car had all the usual, you know, lowered the whole, the whole yep. bit. It was a group three car, so it was very, very nicely set up. Cool. Well, aside from the fact that this was a really, really pretty, it wasn't Ferrari red. <laughs> nice. <laughs> very, very, very pretty car. At that time, I was, uh, of course, working for BF Goodrich, and we, Goodrich, sponsored the first national for the Ferrari Club of America in Toronto. Mm, okay. And so I've got my lovely Ferrari red Corvette at Mosport, which is where the track, the track uh, events took place. Great track. And uh, so it's sitting there in the paddock, and I'm seeing all these wonderful, wonderful cars going around and around and around and around. And somebody says, hey, take your car out there. See what it'll do. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Which is exactly what I did. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, I was actually quite impressed. Now, the car was, was completely set up for slalom, so it performed mighty well. Mm -hmm. But here's the fun part. So I'm out there with these megabuck cars, and we're going around and going around and going around. All of a sudden, a whole bunch of bang, bang, and the, my engine oh, no. lost all its belts. Oh, goodness. So if I remember correctly, there were three belts, one for power steering, one for uh, the water pump, mm -hmm. and I think one for air conditioning, okay. which may have actually been disconnected now that I think of it. But anyway, so here I am with this car, no power steering, and the water pump is not being driven, uh. and uh, I'm at a track. And uh, Mosport is maybe, well, let's say, 30 miles from really the nearest town of any significance. Yep. So now I've got a problem. <laughs> so the wonderful part of all of this, and the whole point of me telling you all of this, is that uh, there was one of the members of the Ferrari Club uh, volunteered to drive me to this little town, which we phoned, and, and they had one belt, and that was the water pump belt. And so I got my very, very first ride in a Ferrari 265 GTS Ooh. to get a belt. <laughs> That's a for fixed my Corvette. Corvette. Yeah. Well, I so, like that. That's there a, it is. It's an expensive, tough fun way to time. get a ride in a Ferrari, but uh, hey, you did it. So uh, yeah. fun times for sure. Yeah. Wow. And of course, the Austin Healey, what a wonderful car as well. So just beautiful, fun sports car, especially for a young man at 18 years of age. So. Absolutely. Well, how about seller's remorse? Is there a vehicle that you've let go that you really wish you had back in your garage? Well, 
There's been a whole bunch of them, but I have to tell you, the 61 Healy, it was, oh boy. Yeah. I, you know, I don't know what happens. I, I, think, I think that as time goes by, it's not just the car, because in many ways, you know, 61 Austin Healy is, is not a particularly sophisticated uh, vehicle. Sure. But I think what happens is that all the fun, all the things that you did at the time when you, when you owned the car sort of get you know, melted into it. Of course. So it's no longer just the 61 Austin Healey. Now it's the 61 Austin Healey you were driving when you picked up this great looking girl, you know, and this and that. And, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. It's a memory ride for sure. Absolutely. So I, ha- I would have to say that that Healey, that was that was a real high point. Yeah, I had a Carmen Ghia in high school, and I haven't had one since. And a couple summers ago, a friend of mine bought one that was close to the same year as mine and let me drive it. And all those memories came flooding back until I tried to go up a hill, and then I went, man, this thing's slow. <laughs> you know, well, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. I don't remember it being this slow, but uh, yeah, I think you're right. It's the memories that uh, really, really make the meaning. Well, let's talk a little bit about this new book. I would love for you to share with our listeners. It's titled 3030, and I'd love for you to share a little bit about it. I know it's about a 98-page book. It talks about your work, your art, and so forth. And of course, one of our Lucky Cars Yes subscribers is going to receive a copy of this book, which is pretty darn cool. And we'll tell you how to do that at the end of the show here. Well, it's actually my third book. Awesome. Uh, We did one for the 10th anniversary, a hardcover uh, book for the 10th anniversary. And of course, you know, relatively thin because there really wasn't that much to write about. (laughs) At the 20th, now going back into the, you know, the whole web thing, uh, we published a uh, a disc, uh, uh, a DVD disc. Mm-hmm. So the entire book was on disc, and it was available in PDF. And it was right around the time when, although there's you know there are lots of formats and things now, at that time it was insane. I mean there were so many operating systems, and right. it was just it was just crazy. So we had nothing but problems because it had a lot of video in it, which was kind of cool. Mm. And people couldn't run it for this reason or that reason or whatever. So, but. To hit 30, 30-30, the name of the book, title of the book, comes from the fact that what I did was I selected one painting for each of the last uh, 30 years uh, of, my, of my career wow. that, that I thought said something, captured a moment, or for some reason or other, it was a standout. Mm-hmm. So, of course, you know, the book does all the other, there's a this 60-page gallery of the of the uh, 30 paintings that I selected which I should also mention is a really really tough thing to do. <laughs> yes, yes. I had uh Harold Cleworth on the show a couple times and he's a fellow AFAS yes. gentleman and he produced his first book last year and he said the exact same thing trying to take look at his life's work and then tear it down. Very difficult. It is it, it is extremely difficult because you know people remember their lives of course but Remembering your life doesn't mean that you sit there and you analyze it mm-hmm. and, you, and you take it apart, which of course you have to do to write a biography and to, you know, to, co- to cover the book. Right. So I understand exactly what Harold is saying. It's, it's almost disconcerting in, in, in a way because <laughs> yeah. you're sort of making a judgment. Well, okay, this is what I did the last 30 years and here I am today. Was it worthwhile? Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, hopefully you can say yes. And I have to say that certainly in my, in my art, art career i've been incredibly well blessed and uh 
And I think the book reflects that. Well, it's a beautiful book. I love it. And as I mentioned, one of our lucky subscribers is going to get a copy from Jay. He'll even sign it for you. Absolutely. Ship it off to you, which would be fantastic of you and very kind of you. And one of the the ways you can do that, listeners, is to go to the Cars yeah website, www.carsyeah.com, and click on the free filler-up button. And I'll send you my free ebook, which is nothing like Jay's book, because Jay's book is a hardbound, beautiful book. But you'll get my little filler-up book with some nice photographs I've taken in there, but your name will be in the drawing. And I'll draw a name in a couple days here, give people a chance to subscribe, and we'll send that off to you. Very kind of you. Now, here's a very introspective question, Jay, and I love asking this of creative people. If you were a car what kind of car would you be and why well of course i'd be a porsche 918 because it's dropped that gorgeous <laughs> well i didn't say what you wish you were let, let, let's take a step okay, back I, I, yeah I, I but i had to say that of course I mean, yeah rigor. i would say that of all of the and i think i've owned something in the neighborhood of 60 or 70 cars and bikes i would say that if I had to describe myself, I would say I am an, an Infinity FX45. Wow. Okay. You're the first one of those. Why that vehicle? Because it was able to do many things and do them well. Ah. And I would like to think of myself, because of the very disparate careers that I've had, mm-hmm. that I'm kind of like that. I'm On the one hand, I would like to think of myself as an accomplished artist. But at, at the other time, or on the other hand, I think I'm a pretty good businessman, too. Yeah, very so nice. So I think of this car, uh, because it, it's interesting, when, when I had this, I had one of these, uh, I had a Porsche sitting beside it. And I had some people, you know, ask me, well, which of these do you like better? And, and my answer was, well, you know, I like them both, obviously. But if you, you know, if you had to take one of them away, and I had to be stuck with one of them, I think the FX45 is the one I'd want to be stuck with because I can do everything with it. There you go. Yeah, makes perfect sense. I know that sounds like a cop-out, but it really is. (laughs) No, it makes sense to me. I love it. You can thank your fellow artist, Harold Cleaworth, for that question. He's the one that gave me the idea for that question. He was a very early guest, and he's been back on the show a couple times. So, uh, yeah, yeah, good one. Well, Jay, up next is the last lap. But before we put the pedal to the metal, let's say thank you to today's Cars Yeah sponsor. If you own collector cars and still have a little bit of money left over, congratulations. You're ahead of most people, but what should you do with the money you don't spend on cars? Talk to Chris Kimball, Certified Financial Planner Practitioner. For over 20 years, he's been helping people just like you and me with their financial planning and investments. And he's a car guy too. Call 253-722-PLAN. Or you can view his website at www.chrisvkimble.com. Make sure your investments are running on all eight cylinders, or 12, or 16. Securities through Money Concepts Capital Corp. Member, Finra Sipic. Okay, Jay, we're entering the last lap, and this is where I'm going to fire off a series of questions and ask you to give our listeners some very quick blips of the throttle answers. So here we go. What's the best automotive advice you've ever received? Hmm. I'm not so sure that it's best automotive advice, but I would say that uh, pursuing what really interests you is perhaps the best thing that you can do. Yes, (laughs) absolutely. Would you share one of your personal habits that you believe has helped contribute to your success over the years? In a nutshell, I would say... 
I think it's I'm not afraid to work. Uh, and I also understand that it does take work and that things just don't fall out of the sky. So kind of like a bulldog in that respect. <laughs> yes, the art of hustle is important for sure. Exactly. Why didn't I think of that word? <laughs> that's okay. I, I was, that's what I'm here for, to help you along. <laughs> Do you have a resource that you think the Cars Out listeners would really enjoy? Well, right now, there's, there's no doubt that the Internet, but I mean, that's almost turned into a, a cliche comment. So certainly from an, from an art point of view, mm-hmm. I would say that my colleagues in the Automotive Fine Arts Society probably represent the best of the best. And so, you know, speaking to something that I hope I know in the art area, I would say that anything related to AFAS would be the place to go if you want to know about art. Great website for sure. A lot of talent there. Now, how about a book? Other than your new book, 3030, is there a book that you'd like to share with our listeners you think they would really enjoy reading? Well, oddly, uh, there is one, and it's called Tesla. Mm. And uh, has absolutely nothing whatsoever to do with Tesla, the car. Mm. The book is Tesla, the man. Yes. <laughs> and, it's an, and it's an extensive and intensive biography of the man who probably ushered in the electric age. Ah, amazing history, amazing story about that gentleman. Well, I'll remind our listeners you can find links to all these great resources at CarsYeah.com on Jay's very own show notes page. Just type Jay Koka, K-O-K-A, into the search bar. That page will pop up with links to all these great resources and also a way to get your hands on Jay's new book. All right, Jay, we are up to the checkered flag, and this last question can be a real doozy. If you could have only one collector car in your garage, so you don't have to worry about a car that does everything. This is something for fun. And money is no object. I'll buy you whatever car you'd like. What would that vehicle be? And more importantly, why? Porsche 918. (laughs) I kind of thought we'd come back to that. So what is it about this new Porsche 918 that you love so much? It is incredibly beautiful without being silly and fussy. And it represents what I believe is going to be the future of cars. Uh, Yeah, it's uh, quite an amazing automobile plus here's the benefit is if i get you this 918 you can also get your very own 911 r that new model they just came out with so you end up okay. with you end up with two for one that's kind of a special <laughs> deal now i just got to figure out how to get you a 918 because uh all those cars were sold out and uh they're hard to find but they do pop yeah. up so uh what color would you like black black oh gosh you're a glutton for cleaning punishment aren't you exactly <laughs> that's okay Sounds like fun. Maybe if you'd let me drive that car once in a while, I'll keep it detailed for you. So that sounds like a deal. Jay, you've taken us on a great ride today. I've really enjoyed your stories. And I want to thank you for sharing your journey with the Cars Yacht listeners. Could you offer us one parting piece of guidance before you rip off down the road in that Porsche 918? Well, you know, my own career reflects what I'm about to say. And what I'm about to say unfortunately sounds very, very much like a career, a a cliche that has been repeated so many times that it's almost nauseating. But my career from moving from corporate, you know, to an art career, it embodies the very concept of doing what you want to do. Mm. I mean, I think that I don't think there's anything in life 
that is of greater joy and greater benefit to yourself than actually spending the days that you have doing the things that, you know, that occupy your mind in a way that you want to be occupied. Yes. So that's my parting, uh, parting thing. You know, do it because you love it. Yes, words of wisdom for sure. It's a difficult thing to do sometimes, but by listening to Jay's story and all the past 548 other guests on here, they've all figured out a way to do it. So it is possible. What's the best way for our listeners to learn more about you, to follow you? And of course, how do they get their hands on a copy of your new book? Well, everything with me, like everything else, <laughs> leads to a website Yes, called jcocastudio.com. There you go. And how about if they want to buy a copy of this new book? That's also through the site. Through the site. Awesome. Yeah, it's Great. available through the site, yeah. Well, listeners, again, you can find links to everything Jay's been so kind to share on his very own show notes page at carsyad.com. And I'll remind you that Jay's going to be extremely kind today and give away one of his books signed to one lucky Cars Yeah subscriber. So go to the Cars Yeah website, click on the free filler up book or the free book button on the landing page your name will be added to the list and i will draw a name in the next couple days and jay will get that book off to you very kind of you to do that for one of our listeners jay thank you my pleasure mark this has been a a really really nice experience thank you well it's been great for me too and i want to thank you for being so generous today with your time and and your expertise and for sharing your journey with our listeners until we talk again i'll see you down the road thanks you're welcome. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah.